Hello, this is Robbie Lee. And Sam. And welcome once again to Third Row from the Front. Today's movie is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. And I had to say the whole title because it's very important that we get that in because there's another Pinocchio <laughs> that came out this year with Tom Hanks. And I think, I could be wrong, but I think there's actually a third Pinocchio that came out as well. Yeah, I don't know why everyone decided to make a Pinocchio movie this year. But, um, yeah, we never saw the Tom Hanks one. I heard it was not good, unfortunately. And I think that one was specifically in line with all the other, like, Disney live-action remakes where they're just remaking all their movies into live-action, which is silly. But, hey, it's making them a lot of money, so (laughs) I guess not silly. And it's very smart. Um, Although that one, I think, went straight to Disney+. Plus. Anyway, this one was... uh, co-written and directed by uh Guillermo del Toro who whose other films you may know um Shape of Water he did the Hellboy movies um he does a lot of like Spanish films or he used to and those are typically I think his better films so like Devil's Backbone was probably one of my favorites and then of course Pan's Labyrinth is a really good movie but anyway so I already know, knew going in this was going to probably be a little darker in terms of the storyline. So it's I'll kind of try to, I guess, just point out the differences because most people know the Pinocchio story already. So in this one, um, Geppetto, who's the, you know, the wood maker guy, <laughs> carpenter, I don't know what you'd call him, yeah. and carpenter, he's uh, – so he's living in Italy, and it's 19, I would say 19, maybe late 1930s, early 1940s. It's during World War II. Um, so this is like fascist Italy, uh, you know, Mussolini and everything. And he has a son uh, named Carlo. And one day through, you know, some terrible accident or whatever you want to call it, he loses his son. And so he becomes this kind of drunk, um, sad man. And one night he, in a drunken stupor kind of, he uh, decides to create a wooden boy. Um, and of course, like in the other <clears throat> stories, this in this story, it's not a, a blue fairy. It's a wood, it's a wood nymph that comes and uh, basically brings Pinocchio to life. But she is blue. Yeah, but in the original, like in the Disney one, she's just known as the Blue Fairy. Oh. In this one, she's like specifically a wood nymph. She comes, like it's just these, and it's actually a, a collection of like spirits that form into this giant um, specter, whatever you want to call it. Um, and of course, in true like Guillermo del Toro fashion, she's not like this, you know, beautiful like starlet looking. Like in the Disney one, she's this beautiful like starlet. She has this like glowing face, and this one. She's kind of creepy looking and she has yeah. this like haunting voice. It's like, it sounds very like, um, like layered. It's, it has an interesting sound to it. Yeah. The mouth doesn't move. Yeah. That's a, it's like, she's wearing a mask almost. Uh, and I think it's Tilda Swinton's voice. Who's like perfect. Um, but anyway, from there it's almost, it's very similar to like the Pinocchio stories, you know, uh, the only difference I would say is that in this one, Pinocchio is kind of bratty like he he has his own like personality he kind of disobeys a lot mm-hmm. and Jiminy Jiminy Cricket 
he's not he's not Jiminy Cricket. He's his name is is it Sebastian J Cricket something like that. Yeah. Um, he lives literally in Pinocchio's like chest because he was cut from a tree that he used to live in, and um, he's not so much his conscience as he is like just there kind of mm-hmm. while these things happen. And I I read somewhere that his character in this is a lot closer to the book, which is that he 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 gets hurt a lot he doesn't really uh he isn't really like like the um the jiminy cricket of the disney version um and of course the other big difference is the whole fascist like italy thing going on because that i don't think that's really present in the in the in the the book nor of course is it present in the disney movie um but before we get into the further details and everything sam what did you think of pinocchio I actually liked it. I didn't think I was going to like it just because I've never liked the Dis- the first Disney Pinocchio movie. I mean, that's an old movie. That's it's, a yeah, it's really like old movie. 41 or something like that. And when I first saw it, I was very, very young. Like, I barely remember seeing it. I just remember being terrified from seeing it. Like, I just remember thinking it was a really scary movie. Like, yeah. Not that it was meant to be a scary movie, but, like, I just remember it invoking fear in me and, like, sadness and, couldn't like, just kind of like, oh, like, I, I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah, it's, it's pretty intense. And then I remember I showed you, I because I, it's on Disney+, Plus, of course, I went and found the scene where, like, the little boys are being turned into donkeys and then, like, being whipped and stuff. And I, yeah, I showed you. Yeah, it was you, freaking weird. Like, it was really Even as an adult, creepy. it was yeah. creepy. Yeah. It was, like, unsettling. And I was like, why <laughs> would you show this to children? Like, this is freaking weird. No yeah. wonder I didn't like it when I was yeah. a kid. So when you wanted to see this one, I wanted to see it because I like Guillermo del Toro's work. I know he's a great director and just filmmaker and storyteller. I, I love everything he does. I knew it was going to be good. It was just the story itself. I was like, I just, I don't know if I like the story enough to want to watch yeah, it. Like you feel like what else can we learn about this story? It's kind of like a, yeah. like a Peter Pan. It's like, how many times are they going to remake this movie? You know? Yeah. And then he said like the reviews were coming out and it was really, really good, yeah. especially compared to all the other Pinocchios coming out this year. And I was like. <laughs> Oh, I know it's good. I know it's probably really good. And then you started watching it, and I didn't see just the first, what, like five minutes of it? Yeah, you missed the part basically where, where the sun is lost. Yeah, and um, but I, I started watching it after that because I was like, okay, this isn't scary. It is dark because all of Guillermo del Toro's work dark. is dark. And I would say even the the animation in this movie is... Oh, yeah, it's stop-motion animation. The word I would use for it is grotesque, but not grotesque in, like, an ugly, scary kind of way, just grotesque in, like, an unnatural movement kind of way. No, you're exactly right, yeah. And it it didn't scare me. To me, it it wasn't scary. It was a dark storyline, and it was, you know... Yeah, you have lit- people literally doing like the fascist salutes, like they look like the, yeah. the Nazi salutes to each and other. Literal bombings going on. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dang! Like it was just, it was crazy how he was able to put these other scary elements in this movie without it terrifying me to the point where I don't want to watch this movie anymore. So I was like, okay, this isn't bad. Okay, okay. And I was, I was getting through it, and I was like, at the end, I was like, I actually really like this movie. I really like what he did with it. Um. 
I, I just, I enjoyed it. I can actually say I enjoyed a Pinocchio movie and it would have to be this one. Like, I, I don't think I can watch any other Pinocchio movie. I just think it was really well done. I think it was, yes, it was dark and, and kind of unsettling, but he just does his storytelling yeah, so in good. such a good way that you can't stop watching it and it doesn't make you scared to not watch it. You know, like I, I wanted to keep watching it. So I don't know. I thought the artwork was, was really good. I really liked that the the wood nymphs were, um, they didn't, their mouths didn't move when they talked because I don't know, it was weird. Like it gave you a, like a mystical feeling kind of like you, you knew they weren't supposed to be in that form. Right. Um, you just hear a voice that goes with this, you know, figure. So I, I like the way um, he kind of showed his spirit in that sense. It was just a really cool movie. It was so well done. And then they even have like a kind of a spirit world because, yeah. you know, spoiler alert, since Pinocchio is not a real boy, right? He dies. He actually, quote, dies um, in the movie a couple times. <laughs> But he goes to this like yeah. spirit world and he gets sent back to the you know to the land of the living or whatever. So that's an interesting take on it too. They have these weird like um like skeletal rabbits like that are part of this underworld and then this like Sphinx figure, also voiced by Tilda Swinton. I think it's the it's supposed to be the sister of that wood nymph. But uh there's interesting elements like that. Of course he always has those like fa- fantasy elements uh-huh. in his movies. And he seems to have an obsession with, like, World War II and yeah. the fascism of that era. So, you know, in this one, it's it's Mussolini. But, you know, in Devil's Backbone and Pan's Labyrinth, it was Franco uh, from Spain. You know, his, his that fascism that was going on in, in that part of the, uh, of the world. Um, to me, and, you know, I don't know if this is true or not, but I think he links it, you know, the fascism a lot with religion. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's a big connection between the catholicism or christianity in this movie with fascism like yeah. they, it goes hand in hand yeah no, it and is. you know i don't think that was a coincidence i don't think that was an accident that guillermo put that puts that in mm-hmm. continues to put to put right. that in his movies yeah there's lots of uh christian um uh what do you call it illusions in this movie i mean there's a, a literal like crucifix that geppetto is working on for the church mm-hmm. um and it gets damaged in in the in this bombing, and so and there's lots of questions about. There's even a scene where Pinocchio asks, you know, everyone loves this this person, and he's made of wood, and he's talking about Jesus, the crucifix. Yeah. Why don't they like me the same way? Like I'm made of wood too. Like it's is this weird like religious questions? And, and yeah, these innocent questions <laughs> yeah. too. Like these are innocent questions that children would ask. Yeah. Just innocently trying to understand right. why do we believe this? Why do people believe this? Why do people act this way? Why are you telling me that this is right, this is wrong in the name of this religion? And, you know, his dad doesn't really have an answer for him. I forget what he what he tells him. Um, but to these people, Pinocchio is an independent thinker, yeah. quote unquote, and that's a bad thing to them, right? But hello, he's making... Guillermo's making the comparison yeah. to from to Pinocchio to Jesus in that in this movie yeah. in that sense and I guess back in his time was it Jesus and 
quote unquote independent <laughs> thinker. Right. You know, I'm in so a lot of trouble actually. It was. <laughs> it, I, I like. I love yeah. these comparisons that that he put in Pinocchio, and again, just just these comparisons that he makes in a lot of his movies. Um, yeah. But I I just, I really love it. Like it's just so good. Yeah, it was really good. I love. The, there's lots of you know. Uh, messages here you know about being imperfect and how a parent or father in this case still loves their sons even with all their imperfections and there's literal imperfections in pinocchio which i love you know like in the disney version he's this perfect little like marionette puppet boy you know he's painted beautifully and everything this one he makes them while he's drunk so he's (laughs) he still looks great i mean you know he's obviously a master uh at carving and all this stuff but um he's unfinished you you pointed out i didn't even notice he's got one ear yeah his other side doesn't have the ear uh he's got like nails sticking out of his back like they're just yeah kind of like sloppily put together still looks great but uh not his best work and so i like that he's got these little imperfections and he looks like a i mean he looks like he's made of wood he doesn't look yeah. like beautifully painted he's he's got no paint on him he's yeah, just he's got no wooden. color on yeah him. he's just a wooden doll um and like you said the movements the way he like especially when he first comes down the stairs and he he comes on this ladder Mm -hmm. he's moving all weird because he's not moving like a human he's moving like this wooden creature that just figured out it was alive or whatever so it looks really really creepy at first um and like i said it's funny because he's not the perfect little son uh you know he keeps disobeying and yelling and then like uh the cricket at one point he's like because geppetto's like freaks out he's like why is this thing alive like i didn't want this like I, why what, why is this this wooden doll alive and so he's he storms out he just doesn't know what to do he's like stay here i'm gonna go to church and uh, the cricket's like no your father told you to stay here he's like i don't you need to obey and he's like i don't want to obey i want to go to church i want to go see what this is so he's he like you said he's an independent thinker he wants to he doesn't understand why he should obey like that's not in his mm-hmm. you know it's it's just a, like a real kid like why you know they don't understand you have to teach them why they should obey or why they should listen to you not just i'm not just going to listen to you just cuz you say so so it's an interesting take on this story and the fact that he's not the perfect son like he keeps yelling at him like why can't you be more like carlo why can't you be more like my yeah. son my my real son um and it's kind of this um this story about just imperfection and and can you love someone unconditionally even if they're not who you want them to be you know who they're not being who you you wish they would be you know they're mm-hmm. just being themselves so uh I, again an interesting take. I, I I I didn't know what else you could do with this story, and I'm glad that he did. He did try to do something different uh, than just retell the same story again about. Yeah. Because in in the original Pinocchio, you know, well, the original in the Disney version, and then I think even in the book, I read that Pinocchio is more kind of duped into these situations. Like he's duped into going to work for that. Uh, that carnival worker guy and then he's duped into going to that i don't know how it is in the book if he goes to that island i think he goes into some island of toys or something in the disney in the disney movie of course he goes to that 
weird island where the the boys just do whatever they want. They're like smoking cigars and playing pool, and they're just turned into donkeys. Uh, and in this one, it's a little it's it's a little creepier. Again, he's going with that fascist thing, so he um, joins up with this like um, like the child army or whatever that they're like basically training these kids to become soldiers yeah, to youth, fight youth camp. Youth there you camp. go to fight for their country. But again, in in these scenarios he's the one making the decisions like he's having to figure out if he wants to do this or not he's not being like duped into it so much he just kind of decides and so i thought that was an interesting take on it too um he kind of learns how to be a real boy in terms of making his own decisions and deciphering right from wrong you know yeah so yeah it was interesting uh it was like you said it was really interesting there's lots of lots of um voice actors in this uh christoph waltz plays the volpe the carnival guy mm-hmm. um <laughs> Kate blanchett plays this monkey which is hilarious because she doesn't have any speaking lines it's just monkey sounds <laughs> so it's funny that they hired her for that and then the little boy that plays pinocchio i'm not sure i forgot his name i haven't seen him in anything and then but then his friend uh the son of the what do they call him Candlewick? Yeah, his name's Candlewick. He's played by Finn Wolfhard. And then his father is played by Ron Perlman, who's been in, you know, a few um, Del Toro movies, of course, more, more, most famously in Hellboy. He was, he was Hellboy. Um, but yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I know it's kind of hard to recommend a Pinocchio movie. People are probably going to be like, what? Another Pinocchio movie? But yeah, and I don't know if little kids would be I would to not, watch this. I would not recommend it for little kids. Yeah, it's a little... I feel like they would be scared. It's a little intense. Just because I think kids in this day and age are not used to like stop animation like that and like just kind of the darkness of it. And even the, the, the whole thing about the fascist stuff, like, I don't know, like, if you'd have to pause and explain, like, what that's about to a kid, you know, like, this was real, this was actually a historical thing that happened. Yeah. But, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot thematically to deal with. And then <laughs> death, and then the whole Christianity thing, I don't know if they're, I'm not saying, you know, maybe, maybe like, I'm trying to think of an age, like, maybe, like, 10, 10-year-olds ten and higher would probably be okay with it, but anything younger than that i feel like some of the themes would be lost and like it might be scary for them too. yeah um but hey what do i care i don't know yeah i don't have kids. kids whatever so <laughs> you do what you want man you but like, i highly recommend this movie i had yeah it's a, it's a really good movie um it's deserving of the the high praise it's getting on like rotten tomatoes and stuff yeah of course you know guillermo del toro i mean he he rarely makes bad movies especially when it's like a passion project for him mm-hmm. um which you can tell this was so yeah it's on netflix also i think it just came out a few weeks ago but i highly recommend it um but yeah i guess that wraps it up yes yeah for oh that's the only other thing i was going to say that's my one complaint i think is that it is a musical so there are it's not a like a crazy musical where there's like a song every two seconds. I was gonna say that too. Just like it was weird because I feel like it was trying to be a musical at some points, but there was only like two or three songs. Correct, and that's what was weird about it. It's like it's like they had a few songs 
and it's like you said, it's almost like they wedged them in there, and then it's like they kind of gave up on the whole musical part of it. And it's, <laughs> it was weird. It was like you either have to go all in on the musical thing or not. You know what it reminded me of was like the Grinch movie. So the the Jim Carrey version, it has like two songs in it where Cindy Lou Who sings her little Where Are You Christmas and then he sings the you're a, you know, the the Grinch theme song. And then you're like, but that was it. It's just a weird it's like was this supposed to be a musical cuz it's only had a few songs <laughs> in it. Anyway, well, I'm glad it didn't have more I'm songs. glad too, but I wish they just had done away with it completely cuz there was only one song to me that was actually really special and that's the song he sang at the beginning for his son. Um and it was kind of bittersweet because you knew what was coming, basically. But, um, yeah, they tried to wedge in these other songs and it was just kind of – it was weird. They weren't very good either. They weren't, like, memorable. So I wish yeah. they would have just not done that. That's my only complaint about the movie is the musical aspect of it because it was kind of half-assed. But uh, other than that, really good movie. So <laughs> that was that was the one thing I wanted to point out. But um, – yeah, so it's on Netflix right now. Highly recommend it. Um, but be sure to follow us on Instagram at Third Row from the Front and also to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. And uh, that way you're sure to get our newest episode. But we'll talk to you next time on Third Row from the Front. Bye. Bye.